0: Happy Tuesday, all things Montessori. I hope everyone is having a great week and is gearing up for perhaps a holiday this week. And even if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you're staying safe and warm. So this week, Jamie and I break down a material in the math section. So fun. We talk about the pegboard. The pegboard has all kinds of uses and we talk through it all. We talk through how children really love this material and we really encourage you to get it back out, perhaps after this holiday break. If you're on break, you can get out the pegboard next week. So once again, with it being Thanksgiving and it being a pandemic, Jamie and I are just so incredibly grateful for our amazing All Things Montessori community. The support from every one of you has really just meant the world to us. So we are so grateful for all of you. Um, we wish all of you just the most incredible Thanksgiving, and um, it, again, if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, we really hope that you are able to call family members, perhaps see them at the a distance, but, you know, stay safe and warm, stay home, wear a mask. We're, we're nearly, we're, I can sort of see the finish line with the pandemic, but, um, you know, we're all going to get through this together, and once again, we are so thankful for all of you, so enjoy this episode. And this episode is brought to you by Sapling Supply, our good old friends over there. So go ahead and check out Sapling Supply. It is an amazing company. They make natural, beautiful Montessori furniture. And if you want to get 10% off anything that you buy site-wide, you can use our podcast promo code ATM10. So go on ahead and head on over there. It's pretty amazing. And again, this episode is brought to you by Patreon and our amazing patrons. Oh my goodness. thank Thank you so much to all of our patrons. We could not do this without you. If you want to become a patron, it's super easy. There's a link at the bottom of this episode, but you can go to patreon.com. You can search for All Things Montessori and you can select the level of which you want to become a member and help support us. It means the world to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? It's going pretty well, Rachel. How about you? Um, it's going really well. Yeah, it's good. I um I had some f- not friends. I mean, maybe my sister and a friend were over at my house this weekend. And she my sister has a golden retriever. Her name is Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor, just like your daughter, L O L. Um, and they played all all weekend. And my dog has been asleep for like four and a half hours on the couch
1: amazing and
0: i keep i keep like peeping out there and like he's like sprawled like it's just like like a magnificent piece of art over there (laughs) but yeah it's it's amazing because he hasn't been bugging me so i am i'm great well i i how's it over there in your world it's good (laughs) i should
1: say that ellie is eleanora not eleanor oh my
0: gosh i didn't know that yeah
1: E L E N O R A. Sorry, I have to just stand up for her on that one. She's I
0: love that. I don't know why I just call her Ellie, so I had just like had assumed. no idea. Yeah, so. no,
1: Eleanora. Where's that?
0: Where's that from?
1: Though? Um my one of my great aunts. They're both named after great aunts of mine. Yep.
0: Oh cool. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love
1: that. So there was another Eleanora Rue who was born in nineteen ten. And then Ellie born Mm -hmm. in 2003. And they actually met. They did get to meet once.
0: (gasps) How beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That is so cool. Wow. I learned something so new today. (laughs) And I'm sure Ellie (laughs) will listen to this podcast because she's, you know, she's a frequent (laughs) listener, of course. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's sick of us talking anyway. So I don't think she's going to go out of her way. That's right. <laughs> well, anyway, we thought we would break down a beloved material in the math section of the elementary classroom that has many different uses. We're going to talk about the pegboard.
1: Yay. <laughs> it's such a fun material. So we have it's... um Yeah. It's literally like pegboard, like it's, you know, like yeah, people put up in yes. their shops and whatever to hang things yep. from. Um but it's cut with a frame put around it so that it can be easily used in the classroom. And then we have um red and green and blue pegs that fit into the fit into the holes that we use for just a variety of things in the Montessori classroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and those those colors are significant because they correlate to the category of uh of the number. Um and those three colors are used throughout the Montessori math. Um which is just cool, you know, as another extension of that.
1: Yeah, so um, we use green for units, units and you know ones and we use blue for tens and uh red for hundreds.
0: Yes. And the pegs are, you know, they're small, right They're It definitely takes dexterity and it takes uh, a lot of hand control to move them into those little pegs, which is just like an added bonus of the material that it's really good work of the hand, you know, especially mm-hmm. when they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being surprised by that because, you know, I learned as like a 20 something year old and it was easy for me, but I was like, oh, that's so cool that this six-year-old's kind of struggling with that, but they're so enamored with it that they're going to keep doing it. And then they're going to build up that finger strength. So yeah, another amazing added bonus of a Montessori material. You know, she's just, oh, there's always more, you know?
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, and one of my favorite presentations, and maybe the first time people see it when they take training, is um, when we introduce the concept of factors with the pegboard and pegs. Mm hmm. And you, yeah. you know, you count out a number of pigs, you know, 18, I think is what I usually do. And yeah. uh, yep. I say, I'm going to see if I can make groups of two out of this with none left over. And we can, you know, so then we count out 18 more. I'm going to see if I can make groups of three with none left over. Oh, look, I can count out 18 more. Can I make groups of four with none left over? And the children find, oh, no, we can't. So let's pack those back Mm -hmm. into the bowl. We're not going to leave it out. We'll do, let's try five. And we go through, you know, really uh, counting those out until we can see. You know, we showed the children, well, these are the numbers that you could make groups, you know, groups of that number evenly out of 18. And the, we call these numbers factors of 18. Right. So it's such a fun. It's such a satisfying. Oh, it's so fun. Right. It's so
0: fun. And then they get to choose other numbers and it's just it keeps going.
1: Right. So we can introduce this idea of factors to six year olds. Um Yes, and uh, and then you know we can we go deeper into the factors work when we look at common factors and highest common factor and things like that, and we can use mm-hmm. all the hierarchical colored pegs as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: and you know I think you know yeah does is two go into eighteen you know an equal amount of times that's a really you know to us adults it's a really simple concept it's like well yeah. Uh, but to a six-year-old, um, they're really going to see if five or seven mm-hmm. or a number that we know is not going to go in there. They're gonna, they're gonna try it, um, and that source of discovery and that it's so physical and visual, um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and it cements that concept. Right. Uh, right. It. It's truly taking the concept of factors off of, you know, out of the textbook and putting it in action somewhere where someone can really kind of just experience it. Because as we've talked a lot about this before, a lot of math, a lot, well, frankly, a lot of subjects, but math in particular is very abstract. And it's, a lot of concepts are really confusing to children um, and to some adults, (laughs) Um, guilty. Um, But when you experience it like that, It's a whole different scenario. And it's fun. They get to make different little designs with all the groups of the pegs. Well, I always was like, we're going to make a square this time. or We can make a diamond or something like that. Uh, Making it fun. Again, making it fun. And then it's all the more powerful for them to uh, have obtained that knowledge.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so factors, I think might be one of the first times children see, see the peg and pegboard. Mm-hmm. We can use it for um, when we introduce ratio and proportion, yep. we can show it with the mm-hmm. pegs. But a big work we use it for is for squaring yes. and square root.
0: Yeah. And one of the coolest things about the pegboard and along with other Montessori materials, they start using it when they're young. And perhaps a six-year-old might think, oh, well, I guess that's just what I use the pegboard for. You know, uh, but it keeps coming back out, and you keep using it for different things. And when you introduce square root, they're going to be a, a few mm-hmm. years older. Um, and that's just—I think that's just so wonderful mm-hmm. that it has all these uses, and it in its its uses are in different stages that they will be at in the classroom. It's just awesome.
1: Yep. So it's like it, that's one of the reasons that I often had two boxes of pegs mm. and two pegboards in the classroom when normally we'd only have yeah. one material. But for this, because we use it for so many different things, it's worth oftentimes having mm-hmm. two, uh, so that so that it can be out for a child doing factors, but it could be out for a child who's building um, the square of a bi- of a binomial right. or a trinomial. So what we the children get to do is if they you know if they're squaring say the number forty two, we we turn that into a binomial. We call it forty plus two. And they can then build out what that looks like geometrically as well as the the arithmetic value, the number value, Mm -hmm. you know, so they see, they see that it builds a square, builds an actual square when you square a number, it builds an actual square (laughs) and they get to see that and they get to build that with the, um, with the pegs and they get to see the sort of, uh, what it what a binomial looks like uh, geometrically, which is just an amazing thing. So it's not just that you're memorizing that when you square a plus b, it means you get a squared plus two a b plus b squared. But they are seeing it how that how that really looks um, how that how that gets built and they get to use the pigs for that as well. It's I I love the squaring and square root work
0: with it's the pig board. amazing. I remember having sort of an aha moment in the beginning of the square root lesson. Um, you just do like the square root of fourteen or something. You do a small number that you know that you're not going to get an actual square. Um, and I remember trying to build it out as a square, and I physically and well, I visually saw, oh, it doesn't make a square. It's like it broke it down in such simple terms that I really thought, oh, it is that simple, right? Like it's not, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's not gonna create a square. And that visualization makes math really approachable and really easier to understand. And also the concept of a binomial, they've been working with the binomial in primary, not in this algebraic Mm -hmm. way, but they've been building it. They've been doing all of those amazing exercises or lessons that they do in primary. And so they enter into the elementary classroom and they recognize that material, right? And And they
1: recognize that pattern. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's sort of ingrained Mm -hmm. within as are so many things in the Montessori environment. And there's a big reason for that. Uh, because when you get to this pretty complex math, especially in an elementary classroom, it's definitely it's attainable. And it's also exciting and just more discovery. I remember having children. Well, we had a binomial in the classroom, but they would they would ask to go see it in the primary. I remember this is not to do with um, This doesn't have to do with the pegboard but similarly with cubing the children made the connection about the pink tower in primary with the cubing material in the classroom um like those connections are incredible and the pegboard just is another example of the genius that is the Montessori classroom so
1: yeah it's such a it's such a great a great material and the children really um Really enjoy all the different things they get to do with it. So it is, it's one to be sure. It is not gathering dust on a shelf in your classroom. That's right. If you're in That's the classroom, right. get those get those pegs out and introduce some of these concepts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a popular one work. for sure. It's popular. Um, definitely a word about grace and courtesy and care of the material. Pegs are small and fun, but they are a material not. I don't even know. I've seen them used in lots of different incorrect ways. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. just be sure to give
1: reminders uh, when needed. (laughs) Observe
0: and like be there and model how to use it correctly, and all of that. And um, and the pegboard also is just it's there for. I I had a child kind of working towards abstraction with a concept. I'm I'm pretty sure it was square root. I don't really know, Um, and. you know, he was sort of getting in a little bit of a roadblock, couldn't really work through it. um, And we just got the material right back out. And there it was, right? Um, So I think that's another really cool thing, too, is the passage of abstraction begins to happen with older children. Um, It's not, sometimes it does happen all of a sudden. um, But sometimes it's more of a gradual thing. And I think uh, in the Montessori classroom, everybody's working with all different sorts of things. And there's never you know, it wouldn't be a big deal if somebody had to get it out to help them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's like yep. it's like a friend that, you know, if you just like if yeah. you were working on long multiplication or something and like you just sort of had a moment and you're like, oh, and then you can just go back and look at the checkerboard or the large bead frame or something like that just to just to help you out. Like, I just think that's so, so wonderful that there's just all of these. It's materials, but it's also like resources that the children can use as they get deeper in their understanding.
1: Yeah yep I like the way you said that they're old friends you know so they're always happy to pull to pull those back out but the yeah so much fun and exploration with the pegboard it's a fantastic material so yeah get it out get it out give a pegboard lesson this week on something do do factors do square root do something
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guarantee there will be interest
1: (laughs) right right